welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're doing part two of Bone Health Updates with my friend and colleague, Dr. Christy Tuff. Now, if you missed last week, certainly go ahead and feel free to jump right in, but it would be really helpful if you went back just the last week's episode and listened to Bone Health Updates Part 1. This is a two-part series, and I took our interview and put it into two different episodes, so you really should listen to Part 1 before Part 2, but again, eh, you do you. We are going to pick up where we left off last, and we were concluding our conversation on medical options for osteopenia. And in this episode, we're going to then go into osteoporosis. Now I said this also in last week's episode that Dr. Christy Tuff joined me for one of my very first podcast episodes all the way back in 2018. And so if you scroll all the way to the beginning of this podcast, the playlist, you'll see I did an episode with her back then. And she actually, she's so brilliant. So she discusses absolutely different things. So if you're a bone fanatic, uh, which you should because bone health is so important and really gets misrepresented in its its level of importance. But head back and listen to that podcast episode with her as well. So just another life update for you. I am doing well and going into the summer very optimistic. Many of you know that I had my baby early, uh, sorry, late March, but he was early. That's where the word early was coming into play. He is still in the neonative intensive of care unit actually went to step down. He's doing really well. We're hoping that he gets to come home soon, but he is uh, taking his time learning how to eat. So that's a little update on the family. But as for the rest of us, we are so excited, looking forward to summer, and I hope that you are too. All right, without further ado, this is a short episode this week, and we're concluding those bone updates with Dr. Christy Tuff. Where we pick off, she is saying that there's not that many updates for osteopenia in terms of medical options. And we're going to start talking about a medication called Duave. Duave is a, a conjugated estrogen and base doxifene, which means it's two different types of medications in one tab. And it's something I use a lot for controlling menopausal symptoms. It's also really good for bone health. So I'm going to just literally jump you right back into where the conversation left off last week. I hope you guys enjoy. You don't actually have that many options really for osteopenia, but we have enough. And I really think that between either, you know, aggressive lifestyle modification with calcium, vitamin D exercise, and then reducing those, you know, um, alcohol and tobacco and, and possibly other things um, can be helpful. Hormone therapies right up there, as well as um, some of the uh, uh, anti-resorptive uh, medications and possibly even a selective estrogen receptor modulator. Yeah, the SERMs are such an underutilized class of medications. I can absolutely agree with you on that. Have you, did you used to use Duave a lot? For those of you who have not heard of Duave, um, and some of my patients who are like, you know, but on their knees praying for Duave to come back, it's a combination of one of those SERMs called um, basidoxaphene and conjugated equine estrogen. It's, mm -hmm. is it, isn't it FDA approved for osteopenia, Duave? Yes. It yes. is, mm -hmm. but it's, 
been sort of off the market for a while. Um, did you use a lot of it? Do you know anything about it coming back? Because I'm just using this time to like find out the, the scoop on Duave. Yeah. Yeah. So Duave is an interesting, like you said, combination of oral conjugated equine estrogen, which with combined with a selective estrogen receptor modulator serum. And so Mostly it's indicated for prevention of hot flashes, but the, there was a large set of five studies looked at their bone mineral density. There's no ex, a fracture data that I know of, but it did improve the bone mineral density, um, you know, about two to three percent in the spine and, you know, same approximately at the hip. So it was a good prevention. And also we have, we can use it for treatment of osteoporosis. Um, and I think because it was made by Pfizer and, you know, they've obviously focused their, you know, their efforts elsewhere. Um, I think that it's going to be a little while, but it was beneficial for the bone. And I did obviously find that patients like that, um, as it was, you know, showed some, you know, less breast density in the clinical studies and, um, and it was a nice one single combination. So we we have been having to switch some of our patients, but, uh, yeah, we'll see if it, if it will come back. back. Yeah. More Um, options, the better, I think in, in women's health, the more appropriate, the most, the more appropriate options we have, the better. Yeah, so. exactly. So let's um, head over to uh, osteoporosis land. And I want to ask you if, um, it's certainly, I, I, it would be great to kind of review what's out there, but I want to ask you if you, if your mom or you someday have osteoporosis, what is the modality that you would like to use? You've probably thought about it. I know what I would do when I'm in menopause. Right. <laughs> do you right. have, you know, a, a, just as we kind of do this and we sort of see patterns and we see these things happen, I know I don't have any type of favorites either, but you know, what, mm-hmm. what is kind of your, what is just kind of in your gut, your, your modality that you, you would use for yourself? Yeah. So, I mean, I think again, it's, that's a hard question because, um, I, you know, we you have to see, you know, that depends on so many things like what's your T score, what's your age. And we, we've really realized now in osteoporosis is, you know, primary prevention, which is, you know, talking to patients who maybe come with a T score of minus 2.5 and you, or you've maybe had osteopenia and it's dwindled down over the years because no one's treated you or you haven't really addressed it. Um, or you, for your first bone density, have many patients at 65, you know, the, you know, the guidelines say, you know, definitely Medicare will pay at 65, but more women should really be getting screening earlier. But let's say you're 65 and you have a T score of minus 2.7. Again, we don't know how long you've had osteoporosis, but we want to Look at your history. Have you had a fracture? So these are things where it really helps us risk stratify. Um, you know, the American College of uh, Clinical Endocrinology now really has separated patients into those patients who've had a fracture who are low, you know, and their T scores to very high risk versus uh, high risk versus those who are very high risk. Um, and so that can help us determine which medications we choose, and honestly, what also which medications are going to be covered by your, you know, your insurance. And so I think we touched on this in 2017, and it was just starting to be more appreciated. But now I explained to patients when you saw, saw us a couple of years ago, we had just, you know, a bunch of anti-resorptive medications. So things like, like I mentioned before, oral, um, uh, residu- oral uh, Fosamax or al- Alendronate and some IV therapies and then Denosumab Prolia, which has been approved since 2010. So we had a lot of those medications and we had very few of the bone building medications. And those are called the osteoanabolic medications. And so we really do have kind of two to three classes of medicines in in my mind. And so really there's been a very large advent in the osteoanabolic or the bone building agents. So we have medications like abaloperatide, 
teriparatide, which has been around for a while. And then now there's actually a totally new class of medicines that combines both the bone building or anabolic. And again, when I say anabolic, this is not steroids. This is osteoanabolic with the anti-resorptive class. And that's a medicine called Romasosumab or Avenity, which was FDA approved in 2019. And so this new class of medications sort of is combines the bone building or osteoanabolic with the anti-resorptive qualities um, that we know are very effective. And so, and this was approved in 2019. And so we really do have a lot of classes of medications. And what we've realized is, um, you know, for patients who've had a fracture, meaning a fracture like a hip fracture or a spine fracture or a wrist fracture, and your T-score is low, you know, um, so a T-score of minus 3.0 or lower. So, you know, it's really trending downwards. Or you're over 65 or you have other medical comorbidities like diabetes, um, rheumatoid arthritis, other things that really make us high, you at higher risk for fractures, that starting with a bone-building agent, whether it be a baloperatide, teriparatide, or romasosumab is probably the best way to go. And we're really starting to study more of those sequences of medications, which is which I think is really exciting. And we're really having, you know, seeing if this has better, you know, bone mineral density gains, which we, we think so, um, as well as possibly, you know, go, um, conferring that to fracture reduction. And so, um, so very, very exciting. Um, and, and in terms of the, the medications, the PTH or parathyroid medications, those are the ones, they are daily self-injection. So I do have some patients who are concerned that this is going to be a, you know, uh, they've been recommended to take these injections. Maybe they don't know what they look like. I would advise you to, you know, go on the websites, watch the videos on how this is given. Most of my patients, you know, I consider this doing something every day for their bone health that really boosts their bone density. You can get over giving yourself a small 31 gauge insulin syringe needle. It's quite simple. It's sort of, you know, do it, set it and sort of forget it every single night. There are some side effects, some dizziness, lightheadedness, but we usually can work around those, particularly with a physician who's, you know, educated on that. So, um, so I would seek that out. And if that's really recommended to you, really consider those options. Those medicines are really not approved for women who've had a radiation to the bone or who have had, um, uh, kidney stones or high calcium in their urine. But talk about updates. Um, for the teriparatide, or uh, the trade name is Forteo, which has been approved since 2002. One of the updates in our field is that that was actually limited to two years of use based on the uh, FDA guidance that in rats or, uh, it caused a sar- uh, sarcoma, a bone cancer. And they really gave them this medication to rats and gave it at 20 times, you know, human dose and lifelong use. And so, of course, it caused cancer. And in fact, over the, you know, 20, almost 20 years that's been approved now, um, there has been zero, you know, confirmed human cases with, with teriparatide. And so much so that the company had a registry and then they cross-matched the registry with um, other, you know, other cancer registries across the United States. And there was the zero matches. And so they actually removed that label from the uh, package, which is really exciting because I think a lot of patients with cancer or just in general, you don't want to take a bone medication to prevent a fracture and your risk is getting bone cancer, even though it was almost negligible. So very exciting to be able to talk to patients about that. Um, And then the other class of medicines, which is the newer class, which is called um, this rumor class is aromasosumab or the trade name is Avenity. So that's actually a, um, given a little bit differently. It's um, 12 monthly injections with small, two small little needles that's given the abdomen, arm, or thigh every month for 12 months. Um, and then that is followed on. All of our osteoporosis medicines are not stopped immediately, as we know that osteoporosis is really never cured. It's sort of 
similar to, you know, diabetes and hypertension, we don't put you on a medication for a couple of years, and then stop and wait for your heart attack. It's the same with bones, right? So we're going to continue management, it might not be you're always on therapy, or on osteoporosis medication, but we're always, you know, monitoring that and possibly, um, you know, following that on with a different therapy. So, so, you know, really a lot of, you know, classes of medicines really trying to target, you know, who would be the most, who would be appropriate for those is, is, is what I like to do every single day and chat with patients. And it really becomes down to preference, lifestyle, health history, um, and then just what you're, you know, going to feel comfortable with. Because at the end of the day, the compliance of all of our medicines in women's health, be it vaginal estrogens, be it for sexual painful intercourse, which I see a lot of patients having, or um, hot flashes, which are miserable, or osteoporosis therapies, you know, are 50% or less. And so we really have to find something that people are going to be compliant with. Because my goal is not just to make your bone mineral density numbers look good, but for patients not to be a statistic, right? That their fracture, our fracture rates really go down. And so that's, um, that's really the, the goal, right, of therapy. Yeah. Well, I am so glad that I got to carve out this time and have you chat with me and then have our listeners also listen in. Um, Dr. Tuff is at Northwestern and we were talking again offline before we jumped on about how uh, her clinic is really growing. And you can see, you are a, 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 for those of you, you can't see us, obviously you're out walking, listening to our podcast, but we both have like kids in the background and talking and you could just ramble these out without even thinking, you know, this information inside and out. And it's just so great because they're there really aren't a ton of doctors who can do that like you. And then who also understand and have training. Actually, we both did a year of OBGYN. This is kind of our like bonding and had, did the same fellowship at Cleveland Clinic and in specialized women's health. And just, you are one in a million. And, and I don't say that because you're my friend and you're my colleague, but you are truly so imp- impressive and so amazing with your wealth of knowledge. And, and of course I can see your passion about this really come through. And if you're anything like me, which I, I know we probably have that similarities of like, we notice this gap in women's health care and there is so much passion to educate women and to really help them find what fits for them, which is just kind of what you were just kind of what you're telling me here with like the osteoporosis options. I'm so, mm-hmm. I am so I am so impressed just by how well you know this stuff and how passionate you are and how excited you are about it. Really. Well, whether we could say the same about you and, and you're you doing this week after week. So, yeah, I mean, I think that the aim of the game is like, you know, again, don't be fearful of the osteoporosis medications because the, the side effects, um, again, are, are side effects. Their adverse events are very rare. Um, and, you, you know, some of them are real and, and you do need to discuss those. And But again, they're much rarer than having an actual osteoporosis related fracture. And, and I really think that I use my patient examples of, you know, when I see patients and they say, this hip fracture changed my life and they're 60 and right. And they were looking forward to their retirement and to travel and to, you know, just, you know, we're all looking forward to every decade of our life. And so to me, that makes me say, okay, well then let's, you know, how can we reform, you know, midlife women's care, whether it be, you know, get your hot flashes better, get your sex life better, make sure that you're not having an osteoporotic related fracture, or just know what your bone density is. I I can't tell you how many women I see in my office who unfortunately have breast cancer and they're survivors and they get their bone density and they're like, yes, now I know like what I need to do for like the, the next 
you know, amount of years that I'm going to live. And I, I always am so in awe of that, you know, of, of them wanting to take the next steps and know the prevention. And if they need to be treated, they need to be treated, right? And so I think being fearful of, you know, getting a bone, I don't think many people are fearful of getting a bone density, but possibly maybe what the, what the treatments might be or what the discussion might be around reduction of fracture and the therapies. We have lots of great FDA-approved medications, um, hormone therapy amongst them, and all these other great options that are studied. We're learning more about them. Just, you know, hear about this one we just talked about, a new medicine that's been studied in 12,000 women, romososumab, the fact that we've been able to remove the FDA label for our osteosarcoma and the PTH medications. I mean, these are all things that we've learned over time and, and we've learned through safety. And so, um, you know, I think fine, again, it's always about the right thing, you know, getting yourself educated and being aware as well as finding a provider that can give you, you know, some information. And if they can't, then finding someone. I always like at our, our, our at Northwestern, you know, um, I'm in the Women's Bone Health Program and at the Center for Sexual Medicine and Menopause. And I get referrals from endocrinologists who are like, I, you know, I, osteoporosis eclipses me, you know, I want to work on thyroid. And I'm like, more power to you. Great. You're good at what you're good at. And I think in medicine, that's the way it's kind of going these days. And so unfortunately, you know, not many people are focusing on midlife women. And so trying to find either, you know, that right provider or educate yourself. Um, I wish there was more books on osteoporosis. If I have, you know, another uh, assistant in my life, I maybe I'll write, start writing a book on osteoporosis. Um, but uh, I'd should. like to. You absolutely <laughs> so, should. You absolutely um, should. But I, I think the website nof.org is a great one, um, you know, to, to look into. Now, if you go to NOF, is there something similar um, to where you could find a provider? There is. So you can type in, you know, um, you know, your, your state. And I mean, they're not, they have to, you know, you have to be a member of the National Osteoporosis Foundation. So it's a little bit self-selecting, but um, you can find someone. And then like you, you know, we can do some telehealth uh, visits. I've been really lucky to, you know, do telehealth visits. Not that I can prescribe medicines in Colorado. I've actually seen quite a few patients in Colorado during the pandemic. I think a lot of people migrated from Chicago to Colorado, but that you can, I can tell you, okay, let's try and find you some, someone to treat you, or I can review your bone densities and tell you my recommendations. And so same with, you know, menopause medicine. And thankfully it's, I feel, and even patients who, you know, hail from Indiana here and, you know, I've never met some patients and I've started them on, you know, these, these more, um, you know, complicated yeah. therapies and doing video training. So, yeah. you know, it's this, this pandemic, I think has also opened our eyes that patients can get treated other places. And I think women, I don't know about you, Heather, but I've seen women who maybe now have more time, they're at home, they're working from home, or they just have realized this pandemic health is important to them. And so, you know, these nagging issues of back pain, or this, someone's been telling them to, you know, recheck their decks up for a couple of years, or someone's been telling them, you know, maybe you should finally treat those hot flashes, um, that more women have come in. And I, I, I think that's great. Yeah, and I would continue to encourage that. If you want to see Dr. Tuff, you absolutely should because I just – all the yes. So she is at Northwestern, and I will put all of her information and links to her uh, professional bio down below. So definitely go ahead and check her out. And also, listen, if you just finished this podcast, I want you to scroll all the way back to like episode 10. It's probably somewhere oh, very wow. low. But Dr. Christy Tuff and I did our last one together. It was – 2018. 
It was 2018. Yeah, yeah and, BC, before yes, COVID. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it was a great episode because she really talks a lot in there. I've listened to it many, many times personally, actually. But Dr. Tuff talks a lot in there about um, risks and benefit ratio of treatment, kind of what she just touched on here on the end. Um, and it's such a great, great, great episode. So please, please, please stop whatever you're doing and go listen to that one because it's a great continuation from this one. It is funny that they're... Um, the, the first one might be 2021 and the second might be 2018, but the principles of safety and efficacy and caring about your bones are the same. And, and she really discusses different, you really discuss some different things in that episode too. So Great. definitely go ahead and check that out. Well, thank you so much. I'm so, thank you, Heather. I am like, I am delighted. I, I it, actually, you know what I think is going on is I've just like, ha I haven't had like talk to my friends in a while. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, communication. <laughs> I mean, I talk a lot. I talk and I see patients all day. And now I talk to myself a lot, but it's been great to, uh, yeah. to hear see all you the face updates. to face for yes. sure. Yeah. And just a huge shout out to you just doing all of the things working and teaching your sons during the pandemic and <laughs> continuing to do all of the um, extracurricular stuff that you do teaching probably for your trainees. I'm, I, we just thank you so much for everything you're doing for midlife women's health care. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on, Heather. All right. We'll see okay. you soon. Thank see you guys. soon. Thank you guys so much. And um, check us out next or check me out next Wednesday and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Bye, everyone.